Folks, welcome back to the show. That is a little bit like bringing sand to the beach. We are, of course, talking about train wreck rules, Vanderpump rules, episode three in the books. So let's get my the Tom to my Tom in here for train wreck rules. And that is, of course, AQ, Aaron Quinn, over of cover one and many other things. What an episode. Another one in the books for the pump. Another. If I am the Tom to your Tom, if I ever do some Scandaval type stuff, you better not ever talk to me again. Just ditch me. Get it. Get no, away. No, you, you need to go and talk to all of our friends and tell oh them why God. I need to be let back in the group, because clearly that is what a good friends does. Of course, welcome back to the show where it is like bringing sand to the beach. It is train wreck rules and we're getting into it. Episode three. You're not the queen of the group Ooh. Uh, reaction. Uh, so thoughts on this one. I thought this was, again, more of, you know, the, the Vanderpump recipe. You're getting your one on ones. You're getting your check ins. Uh, a little bit less from James in this episode, I think, versus what we've seen in the first two. A little bit more focused. If anything, this episode, if it had a, if it had a summary, I would say main characters try to convince Tom he needs to STFU. Yeah, and it, it really was. It was the one-on-one check-ins, mostly with Tom, both Toms, really. And it's he's just continuing down the same path of like meeting everyone with just fierce resistance. He he's like, yeah, no, I'm apologizing to everyone, but also f all you guys, and this is all the stuff you've done to me. And it's like Sheena really hit it on the head late like, in the episode. Like, dude, you're just a straight up narcissist. Like, this is all just classic narcissism. And to the point, like, I actually felt bad in this episode for Lisa because. I think he used, I don't ever want to discredit suicide or those types of thoughts. And obviously they touched on that at the end. If anybody's dealing with that, contact somebody, but it almost felt like Scandal was using that, knowing that it was going to pull on Lisa's heartstrings. Uh, and I feel bad for her because she was trying to talk some sense into him. And then now is just feeling for him. And I honestly like Tom Sandoval is so much of an egomaniac in the way that he's presented himself. Like, I can't imagine those thoughts have actually passed his brain. He doesn't seem to have remorse over any of this. It's all he's more upset that his ego has been bruised. Yeah, absolutely angry about the ego bruise, angry about the attention. And he's if believe me, if he needs to get himself in the puzzle, he's going to convince himself the world needs more Tom. You saw they're calling yeah. him out on. Oh, there we go. My light's working now. There we go. Uh, a couple of, not, now I can be the Tom I was born to be. Not That's exactly it. what you want to be. But uh, again, so we continue this episode. Uh, yeah, I wrote down in my notes and I think we both agree on this. Anytime you raise your voice to or with Lisa in a conversation, that's just not a winning formula on, on, on Vanderpump rules. Especially like the uh, allowing him to open a restaurant with her support and all that she had to do to drag them into opening a restaurant. Like, oh, again, my God. They were they were lost in the weeds. They that Tom Tom would have burned down the first week if, if she yes. wasn't in charge. They owe her everything. And again, like. I get it. Like yell at Sheena, yell at James a little bit, like whatever. They've all got stuff too, but Lisa doesn't. And Lisa has been nothing but supportive. And for him to come at her like that, like you don't know how I feel. It's like, dude, you just, that's when I was like, yeah, no, I think he's just a legit crazy narcissist. And he just is not going to see the remorse side of this. So now I'm not going to lie. I do think we talked last week. That was a producer segment. You have Tom kind of spontaneously just showing up to uh, yeah. the property there. Obviously Lisa hanging out. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a great, it was a good segment. Yeah. It showed exactly how far lost Tom was. I think we talked last week when he was setting up the party at his house, how he really wasn't listening to Anne. Uh, mm -hmm. it seems like that's the way all of his conversations are going. And obviously given where Sandoval is, he needs to be listening to people, especially 
his good friends and those who care for him. Yep. Uh, with that said, we have emo night to put a bow on it. Uh, thoughts on good as gold uh, emo remix. Oh my God, man. Like Sheena redeemed herself a little bit in this episode, but again, like people with egos, like Sheena has no business doing these songs and she, she, I think she sincerely thinks she's good at mu making music. But uh, I guess if you're, if you're popular and you're on TV, you can get it done. But um, that those are the segments that honestly, it just, uh, it feels like a wasted filler segment and like, nobody cares. Nobody cares about Sheena's songs. She even admitted it. I think it was last week when they were like kind of building up to the episode that the music thing had kind of been a failure for her. She, yes. you know, I think she didn't like the negative action. I mean, let's face it. If you're a reality TV star and you can post on Instagram, get all kinds of praise and stuff like that. Why would you put music out? That's going to open you to criticism. All kinds of stuff like that. So she's no DJ uh, James Kennedy. That's all. She's not say. a DJ James Kennedy who would never dream of hitting a uh, play button on a set, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're having the fallout from emo night. Uh, we got the liquid IVs. You ever done these liquid IVs, by the way? Uh, not by not like recreationally, just at the hospital. Um, okay. and they do <laughs> well, feel involuntary IVs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, I wrote down here in my notes because I think this is when Sandoval started talking with Schwartz. So obviously Schwartz is telling him like, yeah, dude, you shouldn't have, you know, said that to James or whatever. Uh, I wrote, I wrote Sandoval isn't pointing any pointing fingers. He's pointing every finger. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the, I was, we were saying this a little bit offline. Like my constant conflict in this show is with Schwartz. Like he's pulled by the section of the group that I think he knows is right, but then he's got this loyalty to Tom and every time he tries to like communicate that with Tom or say his feelings, he's met with just such anger and stuff like that. And he's met with a little bit of it in this episode from uh, Ariana a little bit, but everyone else in that friend group, when he was talking to him and bringing up inviting uh, Sandoval and the whole group, they were like talking to him like, dude, like you were getting burnt here. They weren't even like, oh, this is your like everything's your fault. Like Tom uh, Sandoval is. And I that for him not to see that disconnect of like how he's being treated by the people that he's being pulled by and the interest that he's being pulled by. It seems like the rest of the group, James really being open minded to discussing stuff with him. But he keeps just pulling back to Sandoval. And I, I think it's going to be his downfall ultimately here. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, what? What, what is it called when you link like yourself with something? It's like a sinking ship or tie yeah. yourself to something like that. I, I'm losing the phrase, but yeah, Sandoval or Schwartz is made. Schwartz needs to make decisions for himself, not for Sandoval. Yeah. That is most certainly Um, as we go on in the episode. So we got a little quick break. This is basically the only uh, break that wasn't Ariana directly Ariana or Sandoval related, even though in a way it was, we had a segment between Sheena and Katie, very awkward. Yeah. Uh, where they were kind of feeling out the drama of each other. I wrote down in my notes, this kind of reminds me of like in your Game of Thrones or your House of Cards type shows when some underlings are kind of feeling out the situation on specifically what they want to do. I think Sheena wanted to solidify her position in the Ariana camp and obviously nobody better to do that with than Katie. So it was kind of just her end around way of doing that in my opinion. But I'm curious because that felt a little like a, a jagged puzzle piece, don't you think? Well, so we know a little bit from the teasers, right? That some information is going to come out about uh, Schwartz and Sheena and some um, maybe kissing happened i think Ooh, do you, do you think this was similar to when Vito messaged the sopranos crew to see if they had heard anything if they were curious about those rumors i think there i think you're right that there was like some tension and i feel like sheena knows this is gonna come out here at some point and is just trying to kind of brace that set it up still be hey i'm still your friend katie like i'm still here for you but 
something bad is coming. Uh, so that that was the vibe I got from it is that she's sort of feeling out knowing that she's done this pretty horrible thing that's going to be probably on the same not on the same level as uh, sleeping with Raquel. But man, what a backstab to be uh, and especially in Katie's eyes with how Katie was so protective, even after the divorce of Schwartz and not kissing friends. And now he's kissed two people in the friend group and one very that supposedly is very close uh, to Katie. Tom's a little makeout slut. We all know that. Uh, it's just fact, it's just a fact of the show, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so then we have what builds up to one of the biggest segments again. So there's there's back to back big segments. You have Schwartz talking to the group, trying to kind of give it get everyone to the Sandoval page. By the way, I think there's a lot of people like James Kennedy, Sheena, who are kind of like still tweener on who they're they, supposed to interact with. Whereas yeah. you know you have your Lala's and you have your Katie, who are more drawn like right to where their brands are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's kind of funny to watch Sandoval say that. And then you can see the face reactions like nobody else is as outraged as like those parties. So it was very interesting. Besides that, I didn't think it was that great of a segment. Uh, it seems like more just building towards obviously them all going to Tahoe. I did hear a rumor. I don't know if they even showed this in the preview because it cut off for watch what happens live. But I right. guess Ariana is going to be bringing the boyfriend to Tahoe. She should. Yeah, that, I, I agree. Like, I agree. If, That's if you're going to be forced to hang out in this situation, I think actually to, um, at the further scene here that Sandoval really hit it on the head that out of all the people and the reactions, Ariana's probably dealt with this the best. So yes. far. and, and I, I, I think, I think even Lisa was like, you know, like at a certain point you have to recognize that, that Ariana is living literally, literally her best life. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I get it. The terrible things happen, but how, like I, what good does it do to continue to do that? I think, uh, you know, it's kind of like almost, you know, a working, you know, ecosystem. It's almost like they feel maybe that they have to rag on time to get the positivity they're feeling out of the Ariana situation. But yeah, that's our ultimate segment. Um, this had, and, and this is why they're going back to what works. We have back-to-back segments that end the show, uh, kind of in a back alley of a venue mm-hmm. with two main characters talking. And that's the root of Vanderpump rules. It is, is it the not? back alley of sir is like where yeah. the good stuff happens. Right. Like yeah. I just remember, uh, Kristen, all the crazy Kristen screaming oh, yeah. at Tom in the back alley and like fights almost breaking out. So that that's where the drama happens. You knew it was coming as soon as she was like, nah, I'm not doing it here. We got to take this out back. You knew it was going to get a little tense. I agree. Oh, that's when business is about to pick up as that's they say it. in the WWE and business is picking up here on Vanderpump rules. We are three episodes in. Uh, so we went through the episode reaction. Let's get a show score. Aaron. for me, I'm going to jump in here. I know I yeah. put you first last week. So good son. This one ranks between one and three. Uh, I thought this is actually a better episode. We saw some actual like interactions and, and some attempted growth and some other interactions besides just you suck, Tom. Uh, there's some other stuff inside there. So I am going to give this episode a 7.3, a Dion Dawkins out of uh, 10. What do you got? So we're super close. I got it at 7.2. So we're okay. right there. Uh, same idea. You feel it ramping up. You feel that uh, the last couple has sort of setting the table and and then that, like you said, getting checking ins and stuff like that. But here at the end, when they got out back and you started to see some of the drama and people, uh, you're not the the what was it the queen bitch of the not the queen of the group the queen of the group you're not the queen of the group and you that type of drama is really where vanderpump thrives and seeing sheena and tom get into it a little bit and tom not taking the narcissist comment well and be like well the lala doesn't know like that's that's the real vanderpump uh stuff going in there so we you need tom for that type of emotion so we're getting it now Yes, agreed. We are getting into the nuts and bolts of it, and we're getting into the poopoos, the poopoo heads of the night. Uh, I think you know. I know where you're going with yours. 
I don't know that we're going to get an episode this year that it's not Tom <laughs> Sandoval, man. Like I, I was really, honestly, I had it. There, there was parts of this one where Schwartz was feeling it because he's so hopping, but putting one leg on each side that that just feels so insincere and he can't make up his mind. But Sandoval just, man, he runs away with this award every single week by just not being willing to just sit and listen to any of these people. For my poo-poo head of the night, uh, first of all, you're right. You can give it to Sandoval every weekend. The other person, I mean, really, I was tempted to give it to Schwartz. He just kept really getting owned by everyone all episode, and he didn't seem to be picking up the the, the memo. Like he got, yeah. he basically got told what to say by Lisa, but still wouldn't do it to the group, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm actually gonna go with Sheena Shea or right. Sheena, formerly Shea, and here's yeah, the yeah. reason why. First segment, emo night, uh, you know, talking down to Schwartz on being late. Schwartz showed up, Sheena. Okay, that should be the positivity there. Then you have your awkward segment in the middle with Katie, where you're right. She might be feeling out the possible future drama of the makeout with Schwartz, the, you know, tidal wave that's going to come with that. Mm -hmm. And then she has the end segment. I had to ask my girlfriend if, if the TV froze, because when Sandoval asked her if she could talk, she literally froze like she was like a Windows PC from 1995. <laughs> She looked like she was going through all the processes. She's blue screen of death and left and right. Yeah. Um, and I think you could tell it's because she didn't know exactly what the right answer was. I think she wanted to talk to Sandoval. Yes, but she didn't want to be misperceived in front of Ariana and all that stuff. And when you have to worry about all those things, your intentions clearly aren't pure. And that when you're not pure, you're a poo poo head. And that's yeah, what Ariana is. I love Sorry, not Ariana. No, Sorry, yeah. Sheena. I love you putting her there because she's been borderline a few times uh, this season. I said in the first episode we did this, like she seems super disingenuous with her uh, caring for Ariana. I think she cares more about what happened to her in this whole situation, and how she was perceived than she does for Ariana. And even in this episode, she said, yo, Ariana is my best friend. But then she's out there like, Tom, I really loved you. I care for you. Like we want what's best for you. Like, you, same with Schwartz. Like you got to pick a side and stay with it, and and be more sincere about how you back up your friends. Seriously, got to have your friends' backs at all time. Can't be freezing like a computer when it's on the line. Okay. Uh, power ranking. So for both of us, James Kennedy scored high in the first couple weeks. Wasn't really a heavy episode for our favorite DJ to do much besides not hitting a play button on a on a set. Do you have your top five uh, ready to go? I do have my top five ready to go. And James okay. is still up high. Even Just with a, a quick reminder. Yep. Top five Vanderpump Power Rankings. One, two, three, four, five. One is best. Five is the lowest on our top five. For point scales for the full season, five is worth one. Four is worth two. Three is worth three. Two is worth four. One is worth five. At the end of the season, we will have a Vanderpump Rules Season 11 champion. What do you got, Damn. Aaron? Uh, so this one actually was a tough one for me because I struggled to get five people because there was a few poo-poo head considerations uh, in this one. So at five, I've got Schwartz. He barely sneaks in because he is also redeemable. And so he's such a yin-yang character of like kind of every once in a while he bursts out at Ariana and he shows his true colors. But then he's like, oh, hey, I like your glasses and doing the Schwartzy thing. And uh, so he sort of sneaks in. Lala gets in there for standing up and, and really telling Schwartz how it was i feel like that was the first person to really speak that truth to him like dude you just don't get it uh ariana just because she is actually the queen of the group um and tom hit that on the head as she is the queen and she's holding her side like what uh scandal said about her bumped her up in my opinion of how she's handling things i got james at too because dude he's living a good life right now he's not committing the drama he's listening to schwartz he's trying to be doing his thing and not being the guy that's bringing the drama. He really is the alpha of the group right now. He is the number one guy in this group. Uh, and the number one goes to Lisa. 
if Lisa's getting as much airtime as she got in this episode, she's most likely always going to be the number one. She's just, she cares about these guys almost to a fault. I, I had it in my notes that she's almost blind uh, at, at times to it, but it comes from a, she's probably the only one that sincerely cares about each one of these people. My take on Lisa in Vanderpump rules is seriously like anytime she comes into a scene, she may as well have just descended from the heavens. Like the clouds cleared the sun's there. Cause you're right. She's in a completely different world. The things that matter, the things that are important, the drama, she's also above it that it's like she can see it so clearly. And so when it's so stupid, she can make sense of it very easily. So that's why she'll always be in my top five for the most part. So with that said, uh, avoids being a poo-poo head of the night and he actually gets number five, uh, Schwartz. I have to say it that even if you are an idiot, there is something to blind loyalty that yeah. really should earn you some points. So he's going to get one point here on uh, the Vanderpump Power Rankings for season 11, episode three. For number four, we have his ex-wife, Katie Maloney. Uh, great performance at Emo Night. And I thought the interaction late in the episode did a great job of solidifying her on Team Ariana. When Ariana wants to figure, or sorry, when Sheena wants to figure out what's going on, you know, she's going to Katie Maloney. When the rest of the group is kind of talking to Ariana, you can see her right on her, you know, right-hand man, right, left-hand woman side of things. So Katie Maloney makes her debut on my Vanderpump Power Rankings like at it. number four. Uh, number three, Lisa, great airtime. Like you said, always a great presence, always knows exactly what's going on. She gets knocked down a little bit because she was showing indecision. She's wondering if she's making the right decision, selling the business. She is raising her voice True. with Sandoval. So, so she was out of her comfort level a little bit and she was out of her goddess persona for a little bit. So she falls to number three. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm putting Lala at number two. And you might be wondering maniac. I don't even remember Lala in this episode. In a weird way, that's almost a good thing. At the peak of all this drama, at the peak of all this nonsense, Lala is staying the course. She's going straight, and she's a straight shooter. And that means a lot for the character of Lala. If you've watched her on what now? season or eight, Seven seasons, eight seasons of the show. Uh, that's a big accomplishment. And of course, number one, quote unquote, living her best life, Ariana Maddox. She's ready for Tahoe, Aaron. I did, but the only thing that's keeping me on off of Ariana is this house situation. It, it, Lisa called it out. It's super weird. They got to figure that out. There's something weird stuck in there. It's super weird. There is something stuck in there. Hopefully it is us stuck in your subscriptions on podcast. Make sure you get us anywhere. You get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, because this is the show that is like bringing sand to the beach. And you always should bring your mistress. Make sure to have a good night now.